0: What's up, everybody? My name is Jordan, the Jackassot, and you're listening to the Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode 47. I'm joined by my co-host, Joe. Here I am. Uh, I happen to, uh, we'll get into it in
1: a second, but I happen to be second place Joe this week. Yeah.
0: So. I'm like, I think, ninth place Jordan, so. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Maybe seventh. I don't know what the fuck I am. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Well, at least you're not the toilet bowl winner. Yes. So. Yeah. We'll get into that too, but um, Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast, um, we're in technically year two of this, getting there um, a couple of weeks away from episode 52, but this is our second year uh 2023 now 2024 happy new year um but go check out our link tree l-i-n-k-t-r dot slash stolen gimmicks uh for all of our social media websites where to listen to the podcast and our t-shirt store so go check that out um how was your new year joe um, it was good <laughs> that night. I was like trying to flip
1: my sleep schedule, mm-hmm. um, the thirty first into the first because I had to work the night of the first. So I ended up going to sleep at six p.m. Oh, the thirty first. Woke up at like two in the morning and then went right back to bed at nine a.m. Um, so that I could wake up for work that mm-hmm. night. So I didn't really do much on the first, and then I worked the last couple days. But uh yeah, I. I I don't know. It was like the couple years in a row now that I've kind of messed up and not stayed up till midnight, even though I'm yeah. a night shift guy and I'm usually
0: always up. So I fucking hate fireworks, and they were blowing fireworks around my neighborhood from like six o'clock p.m. till midnight, like throughout. It was so annoying. Mm. Um, At least it's not guns. Yeah, you never know. Oh, shit, we have um, a, we have a ton of guns that that people shoot off. Uh, so so on, stupid around me. I witnessed a guy get his leg blown off by a firework like 10 or 13 years ago. Um, so fireworks. Wait, for like, real? Like his yeah. whole leg? What? Well, so we were like, it was like a celebration for like the 250th anniversary of our town. Um, mm. And I, we were up close to where the fireworks were going past the middle school stadium. And Probably about five minutes into like the whole thing, you just see them fly into the crowd, and you just see the guy over—he was over by like a ride—and you just see it hit his leg, and then we all start running. I was in a wheelchair at the time; I just had surgery, and but just ever since that, like I just don't like fireworks. I understand if they're done by a professional, and I'm far away from them; they're pretty, they're cool. But I really fucking hate when people around me, like uh, people who don't know what they're doing, do them, even though that time when i witnessed that happen it was a professional company doing them but still it's just it's too much yeah Um, yeah i i just don't do a lot of
1: things around like fireworks and just by happenstance um yeah i I, for whatever reason everybody that i know is not big on fourth of july like Mm -hmm. they're i mean it's kind of neat to go somewhere watch fireworks but other than that like nobody that i hang out with is real big on like getting together and shooting them off themselves. Yeah. Which I'm kind of thankful for because it's kind of boring. Um, It's okay for a while, but after you shoot off like a couple, you're like, okay, what's next? You know, yep, yeah, I don't really
0: get it. It's fun. Unless We're there's out. burgers at the function, I'm not I'm not as interested. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um yeah, I stayed up till midnight and it, we just watched always sunny in Philadelphia, my dad and I. N- not very fun. I had a really shitty uh weekend. Uh we put my dog down on Friday. We talked about that last week, so mm-hmm. um, that was hard. And then uh Sunday I go to work and then I thought I was having a stroke. And I went to the emergency room. Um, I'm good. <laughs> it's not a stroke, but uh, yeah, not a fun weekend. Turns out you had a lot of wax in one of your ears. Yeah, that sounds very weird, but it, it, I guess there was an imbalance of my ears, which caused vertigo. Um, very strange. Or the crystals in my ears, someone said. Yeah. Um, but I clean out my ears every fucking day. So to me, that was like, what? And apparently, you're not supposed to use q tips. And I was pushing wax too far in the back of my ear. So yeah, I fucked everything up. <laughs> it's, I, yeah, it was very weird. I thought I was having a stroke because my dumbass goes to the internet and types in my symptoms. It's like, oh, you're definitely having a stroke. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm too, too young for that. <laughs> I always check my ears just to make sure that there's not a ton in there. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, like wax or whatever but i wear earplugs daily at work so i think yeah. that kind of helps keep them cleaned out for the most part
0: yeah it, it was weird it's, it's the one ear that i don't have a head uh bud in or earbud in um mm, and he said sense. he said it should have been the other ear it's like if you're listening to music and podcasts in that ear it should be that ear that's building up all the wax i'm like no it's not that's strange but hell it's very strange sure. um but yeah i'm good and um yeah, we're here to talk some wrestling. I uh, planned to watch a bunch of wrestling this past weekend, and I just wasn't in the mood for it. Um, I so, did not plan to watch a lot of wrestling the past couple of days weekend, and I watched a crap load of it. So yeah, fun. Kind of yeah. Backwards. So but we're going to get into this. We have a uh, world's end to talk about. We have some news to talk about first, and then we're going to do our year end awards, um, which we had a nice um, I don't know how many people voted, but um, pretty fun. We had a good amount of votes last time you told me. So, uh, But first, we'll get into to news first. And uh, first up, let's talk about the Stolen Gimmicks Fantasy Football League. It ended this week. Uh, do you want to announce our champion?
1: Yes, our champion is my Uncle Bill. Uh, he ended up defeating me. The uh, Broncos defense did not give me the desired points in the afternoon game. So um, I think I lost by like six or eight points, something like that. So, with that being said, I talked to him um, during the uh, Christmas get-together that I did with my family. And uh, we decided that if he won, which he did, uh, that we would do a giveaway for the prize. And the prize was going to be a WWE shop, um, $50 to WWE shop. So, what we'll do is uh, we're announcing it here and I'll make a tweet about it um as the show's released on Friday and everybody'll have a week to enter and the it'll it'll close probably by the time we record, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That way I can do the giveaway. Yeah. Um but uh next week's show, the uh winner will be announced and we'll get that out to you.
0: Nice. That's awesome. And that's really cool of your uncle to do that. Congratulations on winning the league, the first ever Stolk Game Fantasy Football League. Um, but the toilet bowl champion. Zach Snow, pretty funny. Um <laughs> I guess un congratulations to him. You suck. Um and I think he went like four and whatever. Um he didn't do good at all. Um, but yeah, he lost. So um just wanted to put that out there too. Um I think it's just great wanted to re- bury your friend real quick. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so we I think it's great that your uncle uh wants to give up his prize. I mean, he probably doesn't give a shit about WWE shop. Um, but they also own it's owned by Fanatics. He probably could have got something, uh, what Kansas City Chiefs. Does he like those too?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's been a lifelong Chiefs fan. He's had season
0: tickets for like 20 plus years. That's so. awesome. Um, so, but yeah, that's great. And we also are going to have another giveaway opportunity. We kind of talked about it last week, but we're doing a rumble poll for our listeners. Um, towards the end i'm going to put it publicly but we're trying to fill it up with just listeners uh so if you're yep. listening to it and you want to spot in our free rumble poll let us know uh just message us or tweet at us um and we'll get you in there i think we already have 11 people um so it's nice. pretty cool and um, am i one of those 11 yeah and so am i but nice. yeah I was um, still... i'm sure you'll make a tweet about it so it'll help yeah and i'll out. probably wait till closer i want to make sure that people who actually listen to the podcast get in. Um, So please, if you're listening to this, let us know you want in the rumble pool because you can get in, you can win something. We'll probably do like a t-shirt, something similar to what we're doing currently. So we'll have like two WWE shop things. Um, Honestly, if you want an AEW shirt, you could do that. Um, We'll figure it out, but probably won't be as big as the fantasy one, because that's more of a limited
1: thing. And there's 12, only 12 people in that. So it's kind of a, and it's a bigger commitment, you know, it's like a, Three month commitment, so I thought fifty bucks is was pretty nice, especially if you if you take the time to set your lineup and try to win and and do all that and mm-hmm. and you know you you compete the entire year.
0: You know it's a lot yeah. different than a rubble pool where you know Just, for the most yeah. part it's luck <laughs> and if you're into gambling and you want to put ten dollars up into a paid rumble pool let me know and we'll put you in that too because i'm doing one of those yep. i'm doing, we're doing a jordan only. pool <laughs> and we're doing a we're doing a stolen gimmicks pool. yeah so. i think i talked about it last week i always get randoms who enter mine so i'm doing it silently this year if it doesn't fill by the uh time that i want it needs to fill then i'll put it out publicly but for now it's invite only but you're all invited right. so let me know if you'll one in um but yeah. it's kind
1: of like this podcast it, it's supposed to be public but it's basically invite
0: only uh <laughs> um okay well yeah so there's that let's get into some news here um we have the chris jericho news i think we talked a little bit about it last week um and kylie Rae... Well, last last week it was uh
1: something different with jericho it was the um oh what was it there there was something before this with jericho that was um kind of controversial he's been in the news a lot lately uh I'm trying to remember what it was but it wasn't it wasn't all of this kylie ray drama this is this is brand new this week
0: yeah well it, it like it was so Halisman put out that chris jericho has ndas out there that he makes people sign and he compared him to harvey weinstein um and it made this whole big thing House never said anything about Kylie Ray. Other people brought her into it and she kind of confirmed it by putting like a little heart underneath a tweet. I wouldn't even say she confirmed it, but she kind of like hinted that yeah, you're on to something. Um but it, it all like went viral kind of. Like everyone was talking about it. They were chanting NDA at him at the pay-per-view this weekend. It does not look good for AEW. It does not look good for Chris Jericho. Um but it's it really for now it's just accusations from people who necessarily don't even matter if Kylie Ray doesn't come out about it or other females that might've signed NDAs, which they technically can't come out. Um, but it really is just rumors and speculation. So that sucks, but it's, there's really nothing they can do about it right now.
1: Yeah. And there, there's been a lot of talk recently, I guess AEW is kind of the land of the NDA. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of that going around. So,
0: you also had a uh, Vince McMahon earlier in the year with uh, sexual misconduct NDAs. So, I mean, it's it's everywhere. It's it's unfortunate but true. Yeah, it seems yeah. to be.
1: Yeah, I can't. I couldn't find um, what what the other thing was last mm-hmm. week. I'd have to go back and listen to the show, but there was definitely
0: something else. It, oh, it was him tweeting thing. about NDAs. It was him tweeting. Oh, about, yeah. That's it was, what it, it, it what was. It was the beginning of the
1: situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was Christmas morning. He was yep. like freaking out about NDAs due to the brawl out situation. Yep. So.
0: And then Halsman said, well, What about the NDAs you have people signed. And so, yeah, that's how this gotcha. all started. Yeah.
1: And that's what sparked it. Yeah. That's yep. what it was. Okay. Because I looked online just a minute ago. I Googled it and the Kylie Race stuff didn't happen until like four days ago and we hadn't recorded. and yeah. So I knew so. that that was fairly fresh. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, unfortunate all the way around. Um, turns out more and more, uh, the more the longer time goes on, the more of a scumbag Chris Jericho turns
0: out to be. So. Yeah. So I don't know if more will come out about this, but it does not look good currently. But like I said, it's just rumor and innuendo currently, which is the name of Nick Hausman's podcast that he, <laughs> he kind of cracked all this. But, uh Yeah. I guess we'll see what happens, but we'll talk about it if something big happens. Um, Speaking of sex pest, um, we have Velveteen Dream making a public apology video. And uh, this kind of came out of nowhere yesterday. And um, I thought the video was very genuine. He seemed genuine. Um, I think it's three years too late, and he apologized to the wrong people. He apologized. Uh, I haven't watched it, so I don't know what content is in the video. He seemed super straightforward, super respectful, and um, he seemed nice and cool. And it made me like, oh, man, I kind of wish Velveteen – I miss uh, Velveteen dream. Um, but it's just like he fucked up. And quite honestly, he apologized to the wrong people. I don't think he's going to get his career back over this. I don't think he should. Um, he – um, he apologized to uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, um, Ashante the Adonis, who bailed him out when he got arrested for whatever he got arrested for last year. Um, yeah, he uh, was basically crazy for like a couple
1: months last yeah. year. And I think, I think out of this whole video situation, I think the two takeaways are that hopefully now that he's mentally seems to be doing better, hopefully nobody else gets hurt and he can kind of mm-hmm. stay on the straight and narrow and, and keep his head on straight and just kind of. Yeah do his own thing you know it seems like he's leading a farm life um uh, uh alone doing his own thing from yeah. what i've seen on his instagram so hopefully he just continues to do that uh yeah. I, I i'm not gonna sit here and advocate for him to get his um career back no and, no god and no whatever like other people but i i do hope that for whatever for whatever he decides to do that it ends up just hopefully nobody else ends up a victim from his actions and he just stays doing what he's doing. Yeah. And
0: that's the shitty he thing. Seems to, he seems to be doing a lot better mentally. Cause I know there yeah. for a few months last year, he was wild. So yeah, he seemed um, like I said, he seemed like on a good head on his shoulders. He was apologizing, but I just don't think he apologized to the right people. He should have apologized to the people he hurt, but quite honestly, that would have put him at, he would have been admitting that something. And I don't know if he, I don't know if he did it, but I, yeah. And I think there's a whole legal thing going on there. So So. I,
1: I don't, I I know people wanted him to kind of like admit to things and Mm -hmm. apologize, but honestly, if you're in a legal battle about those things, you don't do that. And maybe he should have waited before everything until everything got settled and then done it. But still, I mean, it's already three years old. So what's the point right now to even make that video if you're not going to apologize for anything but I, I i don't know i i think that this was just a uh attempt from him to get his job back to be honest
0: yeah it, yeah he apparently is trying to do interviews with like all the big interviewers and stuff so we'll see if anything comes out i don't think it'd be smart to interview him but it, it, he said he's not gonna dodge any questions he's gonna answer everything so maybe someone can get it in there right so we'll see um, yeah, we'll all right well the next thing we have here on the news is pj black says nxt was supposed to be a mirror ultimate fighter uh was supposed to mirror ultimate fighter more i did not see anything about this do you want to go into yeah i
1: saw here? it i saw it earlier today uh so for those that don't know pj black is the former justin gabriel uh from season one of nxt and i've i've read an article that he i, I don't know what he was on but he was talking discussing the original idea for nxt and he said that In the first season, they were supposed to like live in a house together, like all the Uh contestants, kind of like the ultimate fighter. And that kind of really just sparked my interest. How fun would it have been if Ryback and Brian Danielson (laughs) and Justin Gabriel, Heath Slater, uh, all those dudes, uh, Wade Barrett had to live in the same house together and compete um, um, that Michael would be Parker, fucking awesome. Darren Young. Yeah. Like there are so many like looking forward and it, it, it having the hindsight, all of those dudes are wildly different. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been a very entertaining uh, reality TV show, even if most of it was forced and fake like most of those shows yeah. are. All reality I, I think I think. Yeah, I think it
0: would still have been very fun. Have you ever watched the ultimate fighter? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. um i think this would have been really cool and they could still do something like this get get some uh what college athletes that have some time in the pc that can actually work a match have a couple indie wrestlers in there and i think like just to see how they mesh have them compete to like get matches on nxt i think this could be a lot of fun and then obviously the matches would have already aired but we would see the storyline behind how they set them up and stuff i think that'd be really cool yeah just revive the tough
1: enough name and combine tough enough with an nxt uh thing yeah. like like do tough enough but have them compete on nxt you know yeah. to, I like to that move on or whatever even if it's, you know even if it's full-on kayfabe it would mm-hmm. still get a wide audience all of those people that watched total divas back in the day you know they'd probably be interested in that
0: so. yeah no i like the idea of it i think that'd be really cool yeah <laughs> all right um you put kota Ibushi drama i saw he got injured very unfortunate but what else is going on with him uh so he didn't just get injured he actually went into his, so he wrestled uh
1: Nomichi Marafuji uh mm-hmm. the other day in Noah for their New Year's show and he went into the match with an already broken ankle apparently. Oh my god. Um yeah like uh, apparently he's now this is just rumor I don't know how true this is but apparently he's been for the last few years that he's been basically off after his big thing blow up with new japan mm-hmm. he's been kind of off doing his own thing and hasn't gotten any surgeries that have been required Jeez. and uh he's been apparently coping with it with by intense training acupuncture and alcoholism that's apparently oh, been his fuck. coping mechanisms and that and that has um that, that kind of explains his current uh, look and physique. He looks very bloated and not the current Kota Ibushi. Or the current Kota Ibushi does not look anything like Kota Ibushi even five, six years ago. Um, like, he doesn't look awful compared to other wrestlers. He looks great, but he he definitely does not look like his superhero self. Um, yeah, he needs to take some time
0: suffering.
1: off. Oh my! He needs to he needs to actually get things treated, and and if it, if it is true that he's been avoiding surgery on a broken ankle, that is potentially career ending. Um, because if those if those bones and things try to heal without being properly set, you're looking at a uh, lifelong disfigured foot, so or ankle or whatever. He'd be looking um, like still, Matt Hardy out there dude or even worse it would be like a yeah. brian pillman situation where his foot never heals right yeah um, type of thing now oh. brian pillman brian pillman did have surgery on his it's just his was so mangled that it never really properly yeah. healed right um but koda Bushi also during that show and that match decided to do his signature over the rope jump up and do the backflip type of thing the the Urahara moonsault that uh Adam page uses Mm -hmm. and he missed the turnbuckles took way long getting up there. And then when he got up there, he landed directly on his feet and crunched them in between the ramp and the guardrail. Oh my cool. And the rest of the match, he was heavily limping, falling over, um, couldn't hit any moves with any intensity was wincing the entire match and was apparently so weak. He couldn't do a post-match interview after he won
0: and was taken directly to the hospital. So, that's awful. He um honestly I thought he was like 10 years younger than he is. He's 41 no. years old.
1: Yeah, he's he's been doing this at a high level for a very long time without yeah. any like precautions and he's taken a lot of risky bumps he... in his career and I think it's time that he takes a break. Is he signed to AW? Uh I think there was a graphic made but I okay. think it's more of like a a deal where he can do whatever he wants
0: for the He'll most say, part. Because Tony Khan should probably intervene here and tell him he needs to. Yes. But... Yes.
1: Tony Khan and I Kitty think... Omega and everybody close to him needs to get through
0: to him and tell him that he needs to, he needs to take care of himself a little bit. Yeah, better. That just sounds awful. I, I wish the best for him because he's a talented wrestler and it, it sucks to hear about that, but yeah, you yeah. can only wish the best for him and hopefully he gets help he needs. Um, But yeah. Um, Andrade officially finished with AEW and he's expected to be in WWE immediately. So, um, he could show up this Friday, could wait till the I think they should save him for the Rumble. Um, people were expecting him on Raw, people were expecting him on NXT, but uh apparently he'll be there anytime. Um, I think if the, if it's
1: not Friday that it's going to be the Rumble, but yeah, I think Friday would be would be the best. I I always thought Smackdown would be the most realistic best option because Selena's yeah. there.
0: And so is his wife, Charlotte Flair. But Charlotte Flair is going to be out for probably a year. So yeah, but still, if get him
1: on SmackDown. That would probably be the best. Yep. with the whole
0: he could be thrown into the whole LWO
1: and um, exactly. Well, I don't want to. I I don't want to group him in there immediately, but yeah. I, I do want to. I just want to see him back with Zelina, really. Exactly, and, and, and the LWO kind of doesn't exist right now. So you could, I mean, it does, but it doesn't at the same time. You know, it's kind of on the back burner with Ray being out and sure. Santos doing his own thing. You could easily take Zelina away from LWO for the time being and pair her right back with Andrade.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I, I quite honestly he could be I'm I'm saying quite honestly a lot tonight. Uh he could be part of the LWO too. Um or even like she can welcome him in and there could be some like problems with him that they'll kick him out or they they could figure something out. Um but I could definitely yeah. see him in that area of the card in on SmackDown. And eventually I'd like to see him uh maybe in the world title picture. I mean, it's kind of hard to uh, talk about a world t- title picture when Roman Reigns the champion, but um, eventually, yeah. I I honestly think that he needs to be presented
1: as a bigger star. Absolutely, the LWO has been presented recently. Uh, I, I also don't want to get into the trope of hey, he's Mexican, let's throw him yeah, in the LWO. Yeah. So yeah. I I think that a guy like Andrade needs to pull up in a really nice car and like a you know like they do with the SUVs and things, pull up in one of his fancy suits. And uh, have an interaction with Zelina, and just kind of make his presence known. Um, yeah. So, I but yes, I think that he could be thrown into the world title yeah. picture
0: fairly soon. I don't um, think he needs Zelina, and maybe Zelina probably doesn't need him right now. So maybe he could just be his own thing. He Oddly. could, but I think the presentation with Zelina was so good, and it's not
1: like he's doing anything big right now. Yeah, like I yeah. said, Ray's going to be out
0: for months. What what is she going well, to do, Rey is- than Ray should be back by now. They said it was only going to be like uh, four to six weeks. So, like, he's oh, probably okay. ready to come back. And I, they'll probably save him for the Rumble as well. Um, that's what I would do if I was them. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think okay. if they should, well. because they should try and like wait to do him versus, um, uh, Santos, which is definitely the feud they're going to do when Ray gets back. They should well, probably say
1: that. They could do they could do Andre versus Andre Andre is back.
0: <laughs> yeah, they could do
1: Andrade versus Santos for the time being. Andrade yeah. could uh, come defend Ray or whatever. Or I I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. But I, it's kind of weird because Santos is kind of doing right now. He's kind of doing what Andrade was did in, in WWE mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And I like Andrade as a heel also. So mm-hmm. I don't want Andrade
0: and Santos to kinda appear to be the same person. Yeah, that that wouldn't be good. Um yeah. was it it was Andrade versus Ray in a ladder match for the United States title. It was on Raw. Um mm-hmm. yeah, that was really good. I forget. Was that during the pandemic or right before it? I I remember that match being really good. I think um, it was right before it. Um Andrade, some of his uh matches in NXT also were very, yeah. very good. Yeah, he's great, wow. so I'm excited to see him back in the WWE. Um, yep. not that he wasn't necessarily doing great things. In oh, AEW, he had, but...
1: he had great matches in the continental classic and mm-hmm. I think his match on world's end is overlooked.
0: So we'll get into that in a little bit, yep. but awesome. Yeah. Uh, also expected back in WWE is Naomi. Um, I guess she only signed like a year deal with impact because she's, they're, they're talking that she might be ending with impact at the pay-per-view this month and then go coming right back to WWE. Um, but we'll see there. Um, yeah, but apparently huh?
1: she's wrestling Jordan Grace at the at the yep. so Hard One kill. would assume, yeah, one would assume that if she is headed to WWE, she'd drop the title there and mm-hmm. maybe appear at the Rumble or
0: something. That'd so. be cool. That would be really cool. And if she signed a year deal, she'd be there till like June or July, or she'd be there much longer. So maybe she only signed like a six months, and then she's I don't know. I I don't know the the exacts. So maybe Impact's letting her go early, and so she goes. There's rumors that Impact and WWE are working together, um, which I guess we can talk about now. Triple H has a like a huge announcement that's going to be tomorrow, Thursday, which will be before this show comes out. Um, they're doing like a, a year year preview special on Peacock, and Triple H has a big announcement. So uh, there's speculation that they're going to announce that TNA is involved with WWE, um, but PW Insider saying that's not true. But he is making a big announcement. But there's a lot of speculation that TNA and WWE are working together because TNA put out a video yesterday announcing um, all their content and they called their pay-per-views premium live events, which is kind of a WWE term. Um, what do you think about that? Uh,
1: I Okay, so I think that that's more of like the industry going with what WWE is doing because that's typically how things work. I, th- I think that impacts just using that term because it's kind of the thing to do, but I could hi- hypothetically see a situation like was in the mid to late nineties where WWE and ECW work together. Yeah. Um, I could see kind of a behind closed doors under the table type of thing where WWE and impact kind of work together in terms of WWE helps out impact impact can, can uh grow some stars for WWE, get them experience outside of the WWE bubble before they even go to NXT Mm -hmm. or get, you know, some people that WWE maybe have their eyes on bringing back, you know, maybe they could get them some time in TNA and then they could come, you know, I think there's a lot more benefit to WWE helping TNA and TNA helping WWE than people realize. So absolutely. I I, I think if there is a working relationship, it wouldn't be an announcement thing. I think it would be kind of a behind closed doors working relationship, absolutely, which is the way to go. I I, I think Um, because if, if, If TNA would, if it was announced that TNA and WWE would be working together, it would be, it would instantly hurt TNA, I feel. I feel that people, like, initially people would be kind of interested in TNA, but Mm -hmm. then after that, I think that TNA would be viewed as extremely little brother, and they would, that all the hype they got for bringing TNA back, the namesake back, would die down because people would view it as kind of a Tony Khan ROH
0: vanity project. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Nice. I think uh, a big thing, though, with uh, AEW and Ring of Honor is that it's like they're two separate things, but they're also the same thing. Because, like, you'll see some Mm -hmm. Ring of Honor champions all over AEW and and vice versa. I think a good thing is to keep them separate, um, but also to maybe, like, sprinkle in a little bit of crossover. Um, Not every week, not every show. Like, I, I don't know. But I'm, I'm definitely interested to see if that is the case. I n- know that TNA um, has some kind of streaming deal coming to the Endeavor Network, uh, which is owned by Endeavor, which is also owns WWE. So I don't know. There's some speculation to look at there. It's definitely interesting. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Um, also, yeah, There's a lot of moving parts in that situation. So time will tell uh
1: what happens with with tna but i'm i'm excited to see what they do especially with the name change and everything being rebranded to tna i saw somebody complaining because they released a bunch of shirts today and one of them said the new face of wrestling everybody's like well why are you the new face of wrestling you've been around forever I, and i thought to myself well if you've known they've been around forever you would know that was one of their original slogans oh, it's yeah. a retro t-shirt yep. There, one of their original slogans was tna the new face of wrestling <laughs> you know cool. and, and then, yeah and then somebody was bad that they're using cross the line they're like what does that even mean
0: i'm like it's obviously new fans that weren't watching tna back in the yeah. day um so. it will on um it, tna's poster for their pay-per-view it says you will never know who, will sh- who who's going to show up um or you'll never guess or whatever it says but it also says worlds collide so uh, that's another hmm. thing people are looking at be like oh it's just yeah. like Is it going to be Triple H who shows up? And like, I don't know. I doubt that, but we'll see. Um, Last thing on news is Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks, is expected to sign with AEW. Um, I guess talks with WWE have died down. That doesn't mean anything because we heard that uh, we heard that with Cody before. We heard it with CM Punk. So you never know. But currently, she's expected to show up at AEW. She might show up tonight. She might, um, which is Wednesday. The this show will be up Friday, so you'll know by now uh, if Mercedes has signed with AEW. If she shows, and up. if
1: she does, Jordan,
0: don't spoil it because I'm going to watch AEW after we get done recording. Okay, I won't. Um, <laughs> uh, awesome. So that's our uh, news. Let's get into some Wrestle Roundup. Let's talk about AEW World's End pay per view from this past weekend. I uh, unfortunately did not watch much of it. Really, none of it at all. But we'll, we'll get into this here. I saw enough that I can chime in on some stuff, but I definitely did not. Uh, watch it all. All right. So it looks like the first match was an eight-man tag team match. We had the Blackpool Combat Club um, versus. Sorry, this is. Yeah, it
1: was a. Uh, it was the Continental Classic All-Star Eight-Man Tag. Yeah. So it was basically. It, it was basically Blue League versus Gold League. So kind mm-hmm. of it was um, BCC, which was just Danielson and Claudio, because um, Mox was involved later in the show. With Daniel Garcia and Mark Briscoe versus uh, Brody King, Jay Lethal, Jay White, and Roosh. So there was a couple kind of thrown together four-way or four-v-four tags on Mm -hmm. the uh, four-v-four. Just eight-man tag. Uh, There was a couple eight-man tags thrown together, it seemed, on the card. And I wish Tony would have left both of them off the show because they really were just kind of extras. And I didn't think the show really needed them, especially the second one. Uh, This one was fine uh retrospectively
0: so i like the idea of having the people left over from each uh side of the bracket going in a big tag team match i think that's kind of cool um i think it would even been cooler if it was like a uh, battle royal and the winner fights the continental champion or whatever something they could have figured something out but i don't hate the idea behind this match but it definitely on an already bloated card um yeah it's, it's a lot. But it there's it some... could have been saved for
1: like a dynamite or something. Yeah. Like, I, I don't feel like this was really needed for the pay-per-view. It felt like, hey, all these guys, it felt like a WrestleMania thing where they're like, hey,
0: all these guys aren't doing anything. Let's throw them in a tag. Yeah. I think they, I think the big thing here is Brian Danielson wasn't on the card and they're like, well, he's our one of our biggest stars. We got to get him on the card. Yes. Um, yes. Which should not be a last minute decision, but it, that's kind of what it felt like um Mm -hmm. because this was announced what the day of or the day right before so
1: yeah yeah literally uh a lot of these matches got announced even like after dynamite Mm because there was no collision this week it was all just dynamite and then of course straight into world's end so it was definitely uh last minute and i'll also mention uh since we hopped right into world's end obviously there was no smackdown um it was just a highlight show yeah
0: yep so it was raw last week Um, Cool. All right. Well, the next match, uh, Miro defeats Andrade El Idolo. (laughs) I said that weird. Yeah, Yeah, so
1: this was Andrade's uh, swan song in AEW. And this match, um, it was fine. There was nothing really wrong with it. I I think it was rather good, actually. Um, It ended with uh, CJ kind of finally turning on Andrade and siding with Miro. But I don't think Miro's all the way of accepting her quite yet so we'll see where that goes um it was nice to see cj back after that um nasty finger infection she had um it was nice to see her back on tv and uh yeah i'd be interested to see what they do with miro they need to finally start featuring him and pushing him um because i think he's one of the more underutilized better talents and it's kind of the same thing that he had going on in wwe he's great but was never really
0: used enough Mm -hmm. So I remember how big uh, Rusev day was. That was huge, but they never really capitalized off of it the way they should have. But yeah, I was And both of these guys. Both these guys honestly feel like they've
1: stayed the same spot since like 2018. That would have been what the Rusev day 2017 2018. Both of these guys feel like they've been kind of stagnant for the last six years. Neither Mm -hmm. of them have really reached the heights that I thought they would by now. Which is yeah, unfortunate.
0: I, I think a good thing for Andrade though is like just him leaving, going to the other big rival company, and coming back automatically makes you feel a little bit bigger than you were right when you left. Yeah, but um, he's already left and gone to the big rival
1: company, so now he's going back to the other company that he's already left before. Yeah. Like I know it's different ownership, and that he might be mm-hmm. viewed as a bigger star. But unless WWE initially capitalized on his return and do something big with him, I feel like he yeah. might get lost in the shuffle again. So they he could. I, so I. Think he'll be over. I I, I'm really interested to see what happens to him because I think he's one of the best Latino talents in the world right now. And they he he really could be served well if they decide that he could be one of the guys
0: on SmackDown yeah. or yeah. wherever he ends up. So yeah, I'd like I'm very interested to see. So yeah, we'll see hopefully uh this week on for, on SmackDown. Um if not, like we said, probably the rumble. Uh mm-hmm. up next we have Tony Storm defeating Riho to retain the women's world title
1: yeah so I'm sure this was a match that you didn't really check out um this match was fine there was nothing wrong with it but it wasn't great it was pretty Mm. average uh Tony Storm retained it was the right decision Tony Storm I think her character work this year has been impeccable she's great um (laughs) even in the uh even in the uh post game scrum or the media scrum, that's what they call it. The the uh, media scrum, Tony Khan was talking to Tony Storm and Tony Storm was kind of alluding to the fact that there's some free agents uh about in the women's wrestling world. And uh, everybody was like, oh, she's talking about Diana Perazzo, or she's talking about Mercedes Monet, or or she's talking about one of the big free agents. And then she just blurts out, Wendy Richter i'm gonna fuck you up so very 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 funny um that of course funny. wendy richter is old as the hills and uh <laughs> back of the day of like a bay young so uh yeah this, this is great well i guess wendy richter was a little after that but i did not the,
0: see that that is so funny
1: <laughs> yes you have to go seek out that clip she's yeah. i think i sent it to the
0: uh twitter group or whatever but it, is- she's Those media scrums—the only thing that ever comes out of them is the negative—and that's all I saw from the media scrum. Um, Well, that's all people focus on. There's always some funny things that happen in there, but people don't care about that. So the the negative also kind of came from Tony Storm. She took her what her hat and glasses off and put them on Tony Khan. Yeah, and then Tony Khan kept them on for like what 15 minutes and looked like a fucking dumbass. It
1: wasn't even that long. It was like five minutes. And of course, the next question that comes is something serious, and Tony just starts answering it without taking the crap off. Well, so, so. he it he was just a horrible on,
0: timing, yeah. He kept him on long enough for to- or Tony Storm to leave and then um Julia Hart to come out. So I think he should have took him off when like when Tony left, but he didn't. So, yeah, it, I it, 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 it uh, to be honest, it's
1: not that big of a deal. It's just no, the it fact just that, funny. <laughs> that that question about the sexual assault allegations came up right when uh, right when Tony was still wearing the hat and the yeah. glasses it, it doesn't matter how long he had it on or when julia hart came out or whatever yeah everybody knows that those media scrums for the most part should not be taken serious and most of them are done th- as kind of a vanity project for tony to be put over so yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. it's not anything super serious except for when drama
0: happens which seems to be every every yeah. time they do one That's of good them stuff so. um also tony storm did you see today they announced she's the next dlc for fight forever well, that's been announced. Yeah. Well, they showed her model in her entrance, and it's the Outcast version of her. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, a little late there. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares funny. about that version.
1: Um, yeah. That's actually one of the nominations for worst part of 2023 in our awards. So, um, yeah, the Outcast sucked. Uh, Tony yep. Storm is much better as Timeless Tony Storm. Um, sure. I, I, I do know that that uh, in game model and that character has been in the account of New Legacy and Macho T for weeks because it was, like, almost a month ago. I watched them playing AW5 forever, and they already had her. So.
0: Oh, okay. Huh. That's neat. Um, but, yeah, I think that's out coming soon, so I, yeah. I don't get it. they just couldn't care. show her. <laughs> like,
1: like they, they showed her without showing her. Like, it was obvious that she's been uh, in the game but not in the game. And it's ridiculous that that they're trying to charge, what, like $10 for her when you can get – uh like five people for eight dollars on a 2k game.
0: Yeah, so. it's like 12 bucks. It's wild. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. So the next match we got Swerve Strickland defeating Dustin Rhodes. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: So this was supposed to be Keith Lee. Um and apparently Keith Lee was not medically cleared, so they threw Dustin Rhodes in there. And yep. I was instantly kind of pissed off and let down. Uh I wish that. We could have got the Swerve and Keith Lee payoff. I guess that'll still happen, hopefully, sooner rather than later. But Dustin Rhodes, this should have been more of a squash. Dustin Rhodes got a little too much offense in, even though it was just like a 10-minute beatdown. Swerve even crushed a uh, center block on Dustin Rhodes' uh, leg. So it it was kind of a throwaway. Um, But I I, I wish we would have just got
0: the Swerve and Keith Lee match. It would have really helped this card. Yeah, um, there was rumors that that was the last match on Dustin Rose's AEW run, but I guess he squashed that. He said that's not true at all. Where do people get that shit? (laughs) They just make shit up and throw it out the internet. It's kind of wild. They really Um, do. But yeah, Uh, up next we have Lay Sex Gods, which is fucking crazy. Oh (laughs) jeez,
1: yeah, that that name is wild. Now that you look at it in context, with Sammy Guevara claiming he wanted to rape Sasha Banks back in the day, and Chris Jericho uh, supposedly sexually assaulting kylie ray backstage
0: a few years back if not more people yeah so La sex gods is quite the name yeah for for that team so we had them darby allen and sting being thrown in there uh defeating big bill ricky starks and the don callis family um so which was just nikesh and hobbs no um no fletcher yep okay how was this match
1: Okay, so uh, we had the AWTBS title. It was uh, <laughs> Julia Hart defending against Abaddon. Um, Abaddon, they've kind of been building up on Collision. And I think that it's nice that they kind of get more of a spotlight, especially uh-huh. recently, because they they used to just bring them out for Halloween, and that's all they do with them. It, it's okay. just Halloween, and they, they'd get no spotlight. So kind of nice, but after that stinker before – uh, which, by the way, we didn't cut any part of the show. I'm just not going to talk about that match. I respect uh, it. I respect it. So, uh, but yeah, Julia Hart retains. And okay. that kind of ended the the poor stretch of this card. And really, the, this card is being treated a lot more harshly, I think, due to the Chris Jericho allegations. Yeah. I think people are kind of review bombing this show, to be fair. I think that outside of the two eight-man matches, this, this card was fine. There's a lot of redeemable qualities. And people mm-hmm. are being really harsh, but it also is pretty lackluster um, compared to AEW's typical showings. So sure,
0: I mean, if your worst is still pretty good, that's not bad at all. Um, yeah, because yeah, I've heard a lot, a lot of people saying this was their worst pay per view yet. And it, to me, from what I've seen, it, there's no way it was a bad pay per view. No, yeah. Um, yeah, especially with these
1: last three matches. Uh, the last three matches really saved this show and and made it. I, I I would say overall the show is like a five out of ten for an AEW pay okay. per view, which is pretty mm-hmm. bad. But when you when you think about AEW pay per views, they're usually very 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 good. Um, they always have too much on them, and they're always way too long. And mm-hmm. there's always at least one match that it's like, why I don't care, I don't want to see this. But that's with any pay per view. I feel like so. Sure, sure.
0: Oh, um. So Julia Hart defeats Abaddon. Um, Abaddon, they them pronouns.
1: Yeah, uh, I I try to re- respect that respect as much that. as po- yeah. I I know the announcers sometimes struggle with it too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and and it kind of fits also because they they have like an interesting um supernatural zombie. Okay. I they haven't really been fleshed out as far as what mm-hmm. their character is on TV. Yeah. but it, it it definitely works because they're
0: it, and it makes it easier because their character is so wild so that's cool um you said you were kept saying they and them and I'm like I feel bad because I feel like in the past I've probably misgendered them so
1: yeah and um. I think I did earlier <laughs> like I I try not to do that just because uh especially with them they the I think that they have a lot of potential and I I really have enjoyed them on Collision. and I think they do really good and they're fun to
0: play as on uh, fight forever. So yeah, they look awesome. That's cool. All right. Well, up next we have Adam Copeland defeating Christian cage in a no disqualification match for the TNT title. Yeah. uh, So funny enough, this
1: match was, was great. I see a lot of flack being given for this match, especially with the Mm -hmm. Nick Wayne uh, table spot. It's like, guys it's it's a table it's an inan- inanimate object it was still on fire it still looked fine what did they expect it to break and nick wayne to burn to death like i, I don't know <laughs> what the big problem was it, it nick wayne landed on it on the fire and then it flipped over like he he still hit the table Yeah, like it wasn't
0: a big problem i, don't I understand. saw a lot of people questioning his selling after landing on the table like he he like reacted like he was on fire and i'm like well wouldn't you react that you might be on fire if you were just thrown yeah. through a table especially if the, the thing was botched like of course you're gonna think oh it's possible you could be on fire uh luckily yeah. he was not and he but- definitely
1: felt that heat even even if you're oh, on yeah. that
0: table for half a second you're still gonna
1: feel that yeah. um i i, I think like, it was oh. i think it was fine people were yeah. definitely just piling on on this of show and, and, do. and don't get me wrong this show had plenty of faults but it was a little ridiculous because I thought this match was kind of a masterclass. Um, both guys did did a very good job, and this match was better than I even expected. Um, a little weird at the end with the booking. Um, I uh, one thing I'll mention before I get into the, what they did at the very end, I don't know why Nick Wayne didn't get involved more because it's a no disqualification match. Like you would assume, like he he was just kind of staying out of the way. Uh, I guess in kayfabe you could explain that. Uh, mm-hmm. by saying that Christian kind of instructed him to stay out of his way and like only do what is needed when instructed. So you could easily explain your way out of that. But in realism's sake, why wouldn't Nick Wayne just be involved the entire time? Sure. No. It, like there was nobody out there to even the odds for Edge. Like you could have easily just 2v1 to Edge or even had Kill Switch out there and and 3v1 edge, you mm-hmm. know. But anyways. Adam Copeland ended up winning the uh, the match. And then at the end, Kill Switch comes out. He won a zero hour battle royal to become the number one contender for the TNT Championship. Anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Okay. So that was specified. And so he comes out with the contract. And I guess this was kind of worked like a money in the bank contract, mm-hmm. but he gives it to. Um, He gives it to Christian Cage and Christian Cage immediately cashes it in and pins Adam Copeland after Killswitch's interference and wins. So, uh, Killswitch was a little reluctant to do it, but he ended up doing it and giving the contract to Copeland. So, what do you think about that? Uh,
0: booking, I don't hate it. I I think eventually we're gonna see, yeah, we're gonna see uh, Luchasaurus slash Killswitch. Uh, no really... luchasaurus. It's just kill switch. Kill switch. I'm sure that'll change back to luchasaurus eventually when he gets or, sick of Christians. Or it'll, shit.
1: <laughs> or it'll just stay kill switch because luchasaurus kind of sucks as a Yeah,
0: man. I like kill switch. If, if you're really,
1: if you're really thinking about it, like luchasaurus is, is it's hard to take a monster
0: serious when their name is luchasaurus. Yeah, I agree. I so. agree. Kill switch will eventually get sick of Christians' bullshit and probably yep. murder him on live TV. So. um sure we'll get there eventually and yeah i don't hate this i think it's cool it really showcases how how much of a dick christian is to make him give up his title shot uh so yeah i think it's fun (laughs) and and they could say edge had or adam copeland had their title even if it was only for 30 seconds
1: yeah he's he's now the uh shortest reigning uh tnt champion
0: in history it ended up being like three minutes nice so that's cool um, so yeah, up next we have the finals of the Continental um, Classic. We have Eddie Kingston defeating John Moxley, he's now like the AW Triple Crown, crown Champion. He has the Continental mm-hmm. title, New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Openweight title, and the Ring of Honor World title. It's kind of cool,
1: yeah. Uh, so the I, I think that this. Tournament came off very well, and it's like I said last week. It's something that AW could utilize every December to kind of break up the monotony of December and wrestling because it's yeah. always kind of stuck. Um, this gives wrestling fans something to look forward to. Um, it, it kind of breaks the bridge from Survivor Series to Wrestle Kingdom, which was kind of a a month long nothing. Um, so Worlds End kind of helped there because it's always been nice going Survivor Series, Wrestle Kingdom, Royal Rumble. But now having A.W. do something in between, it really helps. Mm-hmm. So, nice. But yeah, I, I thought this match was really good. Uh, and I think the right decision was made. Eddie Kingston was the obvious winner here. Uh, I saw some complaining, like, why was this whole tournament made just for Eddie Kingston to win? Uh, so every time a title match is made, you think it's made so that the person loses. Like, I know it was a big, long tournament. But the story was that Eddie Kingston started off slow and ended up Uh, It was like a comeback story. Like, I don't understand why people are dogging on the fact that Eddie Kingston won the tournament that he was willing to like the tournament was announced in the in the what all out media scrum and or was it full gear? It was full gear, full gear media scrum and and Eddie himself said, hey, I, I will put up my belts in the Continental Classic and make the modern day triple crown because that's always been his dream. He grew Mm -hmm. up on all Japan, which had the triple crown back in the nineties. So he wanted to recreate that in American wrestling. So that was his goal. The whole story of the continental classic, which there was a lot with every wrestler in the continental classic, but Eddie's specific story was he, that was his goal. He wanted to defend his championships and create the modern day triple crown and win like, I don't understand how that's
0: so confusing and that people are disappointed that Eddie – retained or ended up getting his championships back i think it's cool and i honestly i think eddie kingston's whole story with AEW is really cool he's he he was like an indie guy that people wanted to come out and fight cody rhodes in his open challenges he was doing and then they let him do it and now look at him like he's one of the top guys in the promotion i think that's so cool and he was a lifelong indie guy that probably was never going to get his shot with wwe AEW comes along he's been able
1: to fulfill every dream that he's ever had He's been, had nothing short of great matches. He has had some questionable booking, especially uh, too many matches with Japanese legends that simply don't have it anymore, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> he he definitely has had some banger matches, and I think that he's was the obvious right choice for this uh, Continental Classic. Now I don't know if those if those will be put up every year
0: in the Continental Classic, or what will happen. So but they I, said that the winner of the Continental Classic will also. have a guaranteed spot in next year's continental classic so that's assuming he won't hold the titles the whole time and then he'll still he'll have a chance to get back at the title um that's kind of what i look at like i assume that that will be a number one contender shot for the continental championship um but yeah i'm not sure what do you think about the belt design that's that's what i was getting ready to ask you um i think it's good uh i think
1: i wish that there was a little more design behind yeah, the crown I agree. um but i don't think it's bad i think it's i think it's fine uh I, I, I wouldn't even say fine.
0: It's good. I just don't I, think that it's as good as other AEW belts. I that's that's what I feel too. I, it looks kind of like a generic uh, create a championship on a 2K. Game. I think it
1: has potential, but I feel like it might have some of the TNT's title syndrome. Well, yeah. may, where maybe it's not
0: finished all the way. Yeah, so I think it could they really get something added to it. Yeah, so. it could really use like a networks television logo right in the middle. Of the oh yeah. Hey, uh, hey I, I have to be honest. I think the TNT title looks nice. I like it, too. I like I, it. It's grown <laughs> on me quite a bit, and it looks way better than it initially did. I agree. So. I like it better than the TBS championship. Sure. Um. But yeah, all right. Well, the main event, uh, Samoa Joe defeats MJF for the AEW world title, and then we get the devil uh, reveal. So you want to go into that? Yeah, so
1: this match was good, and I think, Again, the right decision was made. I am mm-hmm. so happy that Samoa Joe is finally world champion of a uh, top American promotion again. It has been far too long. Samoa Joe is absolutely deserving. He's a monster. He's great at everything he does. He never, he never not has a good match. Like every every time Samoa Joe's on my screen, I'm entertained. Uh, I, I think it was also time to kind of put MJF on the back burner, let him reset, especially due to injury with the shoulder. Mm-hmm and hip and kind of the direction of his character of late it was kind of needed i think i i do do you
0: think that it was kind of getting old in jf's current shtick from what you've seen yes absolutely i i think that mjf um is like one of the best heels in the Mm -hmm. industry and then they had him turn babyface which i don't think he's a bad babyface i just think it was very awkward to have his world title reign kind of um turned into it was very it,
1: generic too. Yeah. Like, like there was nothing new. Like that was the thing that kept MJF different. Is that he was fresh. He was a heel that would say anything, do anything, wasn't afraid of anybody, was an absolute scumbag, like his character entailed. Like mm-hmm. MJF was the modern I hate to say it, but he was kind of the modern Piper where he was more controversial, more interesting than any other heel on television for a long time. And and they switched in baby faces and he all of his momentum seemingly has died off. Yeah. So I I think this was the right move. Put him on the back burner. Let him uh, refresh and do something different.
0: And I I think it's cool that MJF got a year long title reign for his first world Mm -hmm. championship, but I just feel like it wasn't a great reign. Um yeah. And I think it's it's mainly because of all of the tag team shenanigans, uh having the yes. tag titles from a secondary promotion and um also being a baby face. I think that really hurt it. But, hey, it's next. over now and you can get on to the next one. That will definitely be better. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm excited for Samoa Joe, though. Uh, I've been watching him for years and it's cool to see him as a world champion on a major promotion that is in TNA.
1: Yeah. And, and it was like 10 years ago that he was champion in TNA. So, yeah.
0: Yep,
1: far um, too long. Um, they finally revealed the devil. Yeah uh, it is Adam Cole and mm-hmm. he is joined by Roderick Strong, the Kingdom and Wardlow. So I I will say that the this angle went on far too long and got very goofy at times mm-hmm. and was very much not good at points. but I I do think that the reveal itself was phenomenal. Uh, phenomenally done. I I thought that this was the way to go. Even though it was kind of predictable, it worked because it was done the right way. Uh, Adam Cole come, came out halfway through the match, and he was kind of dressed in black. So I kind of figured, eh, maybe he is the devil. And he's kind of supporting MJF, whatever. He took really long time to get the diamond, Dynamite Diamond ring out to help MJF. So I, I kind of assumed that something fishy was going on. But then again, mm-hmm. he was still cheering him on. Um, and then after Samojo taps him out, devil guys come out. And uh, surround the ring and Adam Cole picks up a chair like he's going to attack the devil guys and then the lights go out and um, they have MJF kind of held hostage and the lights come back on and Adam Cole is sitting in the chair looking at MJF and uh, right across from him and with the devil guys behind him and it kind of just reveals that adam cole is the mm-hmm. the devil all along and the leader and i i think that's really interesting i'll i'm very excited to go watch dynamite after this show so i can see exactly where they're going with the devil stuff and adam cole but hey i i'm in so
0: far yeah i think i think the reveal was really well done i saw a lot of people like shitting on it like oh who are these jobbers and all that shit and i i, I kind of understand because these guys really haven't had a big uh, moment, but here it is. This is a big moment. I think. Yes. Um, really goofy thing about it is that they kind of helped him lose the the world title. And like, what was the chase to Max? Uh was wouldn't it have been to get the world title, or was it just to destroy Max? And I think that's might be what it was, because uh, he doesn't have the title anymore. Um, but hey they have the the ring of honor tag team championships so.
1: yeah we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that that that's kind of been the the one of the big questions is why and apparently that's supposed to be answered on tonight's mm-hmm. Dynamite so we'll see yeah. we'll certainly talk about that next week um but i i i must say the only kind of big question that i have coming out of this is how does this make sense for Wardlow he squashed yeah. mjf Last time they wrestled, and now he just like joins Adam Cole to help beat up MJF. Like I don't understand why Wardlow went from being a singles guy on his own that was kicking ass to now he's just a flunky in a group. Yeah. I don't so know. maybe he just has hatred for MJF and decided that he was gonna. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But the the Wardlow stance is gonna need to be explained. And to yeah, me. like I understand the rest because they're all historically Adam Cole buddies, but
0: outside of them. Wardlow kind of is a head scratcher so absolutely yeah I'm sure we'll see it all on dynamite tonight um obviously dynamite from two days ago if you're listening but yeah yes I um another big thing that people were saying was like the whole thing was to unmask and he didn't have the mask on but he held the mask up it was good enough yes yes he <laughs> held the mask up
1: and um he pulled it out of his uh jacket pocket which hey I, that works for me it's all yeah. cool um I liked it. So, yeah, that, that's basically where we're at on AEW. Also tonight, they're doing uh, Darby and Kanosuke Takeshita, which I'm very excited for. Nice. So. That'll be the cool. AEW certainly usually struggles right after pay-per-views to get going again before their next pay-per-view. So hopefully they come out and hit the hit the ground running and maybe get some momentum back. So Awesome. Yep. Sounds good. So overall, World's End? Yeah, I'd, I'd say AEW show is like a 6 out of 10. But overall, I'd agree with that. It's about a 6 out of 10 show. It and certainly the last three matches saved it quite a bit,
0: so oh, awesome! All right, well, let's get into a little bit of uh WWE roundup, uh, and then we'll get into our awards. All right, so real quick, day one, Monday Night Raw. Um, I like the whole uh day one, um, pay per view feel that they gave the show. Obviously, I don't think it um held up to pay per view standards, but I don't think it needed to. I think it was better than an episode of Raw. Um, but we'll get into that. So we got Nia Jax defeating Becky Lynch in the opener. Uh, maybe Nia Jax best match ever. I thought it was a really good match. Um, I do you don't think that?
1: maybe. I I think it is.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though she apparently shoot busted open
1: uh, Becky Lynch again. Uh, that looked which like was, a blood capsule in her mouth. That's that's what it looked like. Uh, well, FIFO is reporting that it was legit. So I, oh, I don't sure. know. But that's what I thought initially. Oh, it's a blood capsule because it's a callback to win. Nia Jax busted her nose, you know,
0: to create the whole yeah. man thing. So that's, that's what is. I thought, but – I think the blood, like this, is one match where a little bit of blood really added a lot to it, and I think that was really mm-hmm. cool. I yep. hope that it, she didn't accidentally fuck her up, and there's going to be heat there because I thought this match was really good. I think it's what Nia needed because uh, a lot of people really don't like her, and I think she had a really good match, and I, I hope to see her momentum continue. Um, we'll see. I think
1: it- it's building up to. I think it's. I think Nia's momentum. They're really building her up for a big uh, showdown with Jade
0: in the Rumble. That'd Be cool, I think that'd be really cool. And then Jade toss because I, ass I over. think,
1: yeah, and I think we're leading to uh Naya and Jade at the at WrestleMania on one okay. of the nights. I don't
0: hate that that's, at all. That, that's what I think. That's what I think we're really um headed towards. So, all right, well, yeah, I thought it was a good match. Becky Lynch loses, uh, kind of shocking, but I liked it. I liked it, yeah, it's um. We had a uh, Kofi Kingston and Jay Uso, uh, which people were calling the new J. I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah. Versus Imperium, it ended early due to a referee stoppage, and um, it looks like Giovanni Vinci uh, got some kind of concussion. He got he he hit um he got a fucking drop kick right to the skull, and his head hit the mat. Um, so he said yeah, he, he was- went for a
1: dive, and Kofi caught him out of midair. Yeah. And he whacked his head on the mat, the back of his head on the mat very hard. And he immediately began fencing, which is a defensive technique when your brain basically shuts off and your arms do things uh, yeah. that you're not actually controlling. So it was obvious on screen that he was definitely hurt. We've seen that type of reaction in football quite a bit. So he's obviously concussed and they called the match.
0: Very scary. I'm glad the referee jumped in and knew what to do there, but yeah, uh, prayers to him, I guess. Uh, That sucks. (laughs) Awesome. Truth reunited. We had, um, a, uh, Ms. TV section. Yeah, Ms. TV. Um, and then R-Truth came out to represent the judgment day. Bunch of shenanigans. Yeah. R-Truth still thinks he's in the judgment day. Thought it was a funny segment, funny match, but yeah, that's all it really was.
1: Yeah, well, and one real quick, I want to mention uh they were wrestling Dom and JD, and it was really funny because r truth stood in a neutral corner during the tag match. So, (laughs) so while Miz was wrestling, our truth was like halfway where he was supposed to be and halfway in Judgment Day's corner. So, our truth is just a national treasure. He's I love him,
0: the funniest man in wrestling. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I recently um, sold a bunch of action figures and I had two of the new R-Truth elites, like the newest mm. one, Elite 78 or whatever,
1: 24, uh, seven. Yeah. Shape shape yeah.
0: Great figure. Yeah. I accidentally sold it twice and I was like, fuck. So I shipped out both of them. So I need a new R-Truth. Uh, dang. I, I'm sure <laughs> that won't be too much. Yeah, I don't, I don't think... And if worse
1: comes to worst, I think the uh, greatest hits is on ringside if you want that one. Yeah, but it's, it's not. it's not like
0: current day one. But yeah, I love our uh, Ruth. He's awesome. I'm sure he'll get a new yep. one. Um, we have Rhea Ripley retaining over Ivy Nile. Also a really great match, a great showing for Ivy Nile. I think she has potential to be a big star. Yeah, uh,
1: I was very impressed with Ivy Nile. I think that uh, obviously Rhea was going to retain. There's no mm-hmm. doubt there. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was good. It was obviously a showcase for Ivy Nile. And Rhea, of course, looks as good as ever. So,
0: yeah, awesome. All right. And then they uh, hinted that we're going to see a former WWE champion return to Raw. Um, It was going through the Internet for a couple of days leading up. They confirmed it at the beginning of Raw, which also I want to mention the beginning of Raw had uh wade barrett and michael cole in the ring with live microphones introducing the show kind of gave the show a big fight feel i would like to see that more i thought that was cool very small thing but i thought it was cool. okay this might be a hater
1: thing to say but i thought that was huh. kind of a waste of time oh yeah but i mean they I, i'm not gonna lie like i i know that it kind of made it feel like they were introducing WrestleMania yeah. or something but really it was just like welcome to monday night raw like yeah. it's just the extra bullshit thing like i i don't know it just didn't
0: do a whole lot for me but i understand where you're coming from i don't think it was a waste of time because they would have did it anyway sitting at the table and it didn't take up much more uh time but also i think it's weird Yeah, but
1: sometimes sometimes they don't even introduce it at the table that's very rare these
0: days most time they just start off with somebody coming out but here's the thing like lately they've been doing this thing where the first promo of the night the person says welcome to monday night roll have you noticed that Mm -hmm. Yes, yes it's like a big thing and they went right Even into Even if they're a heels, match. too. Yeah. They went right into a match. So no one said, welcome to Monday Night Raw. So they kind of had the announcers do it. I,
1: I don't know. Hey, just... at, at
0: least we didn't have
1: a 20-minute judgment day promo.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. But then, then when Cody came out, he he said, welcome to Monday Night Raw anyways, after the match. But yeah.
1: Um. So and it anyways... was a very long Cody uh,
0: interview that was just kind of meh. Yeah. So... Um. So... Jinder Mahal comes out. They like they set it up like that. A big champion's coming out. And you saw the crowd just die. They're like, oh, it's Jinder Mahal. And the second that happened, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. I know this going yeah, to yeah. happen. Yeah, it was obvious that wasn't going to be... You know, they were just pranking everybody, so... So, Jinder Mahal cuts this promo, and I actually... I thought it was a pretty good promo. There's a little funny things in there that happened that like he um said the I mean, it fun. was
1: just a it was just a you people promo yeah. it wasn't
0: really it wasn't I, really anything groundbreaking yeah it was fine. i thought it he was did a, a good job, heel promo yeah i would like to see more jinder mahal but not True. it may maybe not world champion jinder mahal um anyways he starts talking shit they, then, honestly jordan they could build him up to be like a gunther opponent or something yeah absolutely you know? just just do something with him because i think he's talented yeah so I agree um, he starts talking shit starts speaking in uh, Punjabi and then if you smell what the rock is cooking hits and the rock comes out uh, <laughs> huge huge pop and um, the rock talks for like 20 minutes doing his fucking best of uh, shit just talking shit on Jinder Mahal having the crowd chant swear words fun it took way too much time. It yes. ended up beating up Jinder Mahal, but the real big apparently
1: thing- it went seven minutes over the allotted <laughs> time, which Rock <laughs> always does. Yeah, they they
0: should have known it definitely went over. Um,
1: and and also uh, the Rock uh, he did that basically the same thing that he did on SmackDown. Uh, yeah. uh, a few months back, like every time that he's on College Game Day, it seems like he has to show up at WWE. They're always in town. It just works out that way. Yeah. Um. But I I, I must say it was it was fine, cool to see Rock, but holy crap leave all the shtick for your spoken word tour we don't need to see we don't need to hear the you are an asshole every time every time that he comes out or the day one douchebag or like i know that it's the rock and that's what he does but Mm -hmm. the 20 minute version of that shtick is very boring especially when we knew that he was obviously there for another reason yeah. And we didn't need the the verbal gesticulating over gender for that long. Yeah, it was a little could,
0: little extreme. He could have maybe did it for a couple of minutes and not the fucking ten sure. minutes he did it for. Um, but really the best part was after he beat up Jinder Mahal, he says, Hey, I'm going to get some food. Uh should I sit at a booth? Should I He obviously needed it because he was very gassed after a spine <laughs> buster and a people's elbow. Yeah. So. Uh should I sit at a booth? Should I sit at the bar? Or should I sit at the head of the table? And the crowd goes bananas. And that was fucking cool. It it gave me a little goosebumps. And uh, Twitter went into a fucking hellhole. And now they're freaking out saying Cody Rhodes is getting screwed out of a WrestleMania main event. Blah, 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 blah. blah 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 And all that shit. Um, Yeah. It's the fucking rock. And it's. If he's going to wrestle Roman Reigns, it's going to main event WrestleMania, whether you like it or not. It's the biggest match they could possibly do right now. And I'm sorry, Cody Rhodes might have to wait a little bit longer, maybe a year. He's going to fucking finish his story. Get over it. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that was exciting. Um, Anyways... um main event of raw was seth rollins versus uh drew mcintyre they had a pretty decent match um and i really thought we were getting a new champion and i thought damian priest was going to cash in he came out tried to cash in got hit with a claymore kick and never cashed in so yeah i thought we were going to get something
1: there you know some sort of title change either drew winning or uh damian cash again or both, you know. I mm-hmm. thought maybe we could have got Drew winning. Then Damian, like, so there was reports that there was confetti, uh, yeah. suspended and, and ready to be dropped. And apparently, because the, this is rumor, apparently since The Rock ran over that that they couldn't do their they were gonna do like a New Year thing. Like, I guess apparently uh, Rollins was gonna cut a post match promo and have like a New Year celebration where they were gonna drop uh, confetti and things, uh. which would have been which would have been fine, but. Apparently, uh, what what was going around because of the confetti, I I thought that they were going to have a cash in and do kind of the uh, Seamus and Roman at Survivor uh-huh. Series 2016, where Drew finally wins, and then they could have had Damian cash in on him in the confetti, and that would have been a very cool moment. It would have been
0: great, and and then they probably would have done a triple threat at Royal Rumble, and then Rollins probably would have won the title back. That's probably what I would yeah. have done. Because David sure. Priest does not need a long re- title reign right now, especially going into WrestleMania. And I just don't see a time at this year until his contract ends. His, yeah, as, I don't know the what bank- they're going to do, but yeah. I hope
1: they don't bungle it because they, they screwed Austin Theory out of the briefcase last yeah. year, too. So exactly. that would be two winners in a row that they've screwed. And that would not be good for the Money in the Bank briefcase.
0: I agree. Uh, yeah. And at that point, I'm just like... I feel like we haven't had a good money in the bank. <laughs> like maybe Big E in a long time. Yeah. Because
1: even, even before Big E we had Otis.
0: Yep. It's it's been a struggle lately. And Big E was probably the best, but even like I think a fucking heel is the best money in the bank. Who um, so. who won it in the
1: pandemic one? Remember they they it was Otis. combined oh yeah, that was the Otis one. Okay, because yeah. they combined the men and the women. Um, mm-hmm. into the same uh, money in the bank. So
0: okay, they they ended up giving it to the Miz, which would have been good, but the Miz ended up cashing it in pretty quick. I think. see um, like they just they're doing way too much with the money in the bank in yeah. recent years. So they're getting they to, to a point where they might just need to take a couple years off of money in the bank. Something, um, yeah, because it's just bring it, hasn't it back been... to
1: WrestleMania as a special attraction in a few years. Yeah. Uh, when you have an actual idea and a plan fleshed out, yeah. just doing it because you have a pay per view named after it and you have to do it, is not the way to go. So they did a good job with EO, but they need
0: to figure out the Damian Priest one. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, uh, NXT, we'll get talk about it for a minute here. Um, We had, you said no titles changed hands on NXT either. The main event was canceled. Um, They ended up doing Grayson Waller versus um, Trick Williams. Fun little match. Um, Kevin Owens got involved. Um, But... Uh, joaquin wilde from lwo they had carlito come in as a mystery partner because dragon lee is stuck in mexico with visa issues um, hopefully he'll
1: be on smackdown
0: yeah um joaquin wilde did this fucking insane spot where they like catapulted him off of the ropes and he flew Dude. like it was so fucking cool
1: it was... omg moment dive of the year type oh yeah uh,
0: we'll be talking things. about it
1: like eh. <laughs> It was a little goofy because yeah, yeah. Uh, the other guys, which was the Drew Gul- Gulak crew, they had to stand outside of the ring forever, and it was a little uh-huh. obvious, but it was ve- a very cool visual. Oh, so. absolutely. And it's that-
0: Lucha, so I kind of cut them some slack. It is what, yeah. it, it, is what it is. It's going to be on video packages for years to come. It was fucking cool shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's definitely, if you haven't seen that, go check that out. It was cool. It's all over Twitter. Um. So yeah, Um. Dempsey is in agpw right now have you watched any of that agpw huh did i say G? AJPW, geez yeah. yeah all japan so
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> it's all good uh so what oh yeah charlie i forgot his first name yeah I, so did i, I always <laughs> think i always think william because his dad's william regal i always think william dempsey but that's obviously not right um they need to change his name to charlie regal uh anyways yeah. So, Charlie Dempsey went to uh, All Japan on a little excursion. Uh, He had uh, two tag matches, and uh, he lost the first one. Second one, he actually pinned the champion, Nakajima, who was his opponent. On his last match in All Japan, he had a uh, match for the Triple Crown. Nakajima ended up winning. It was pretty good, about 20 minutes, Um, but Dempsey had a great showing. And uh, honestly, maybe a little bit more time in All Japan would do him uh, yeah. Some wonders because he honestly
0: started to get over with the crowd in that last match. So that's awesome. I love Gapan wrestling. Um. Yeah, <laughs> <All> <laughs> Gapan. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice. Um, Tiffany, Stratton. maybe you'll wa- maybe you'll see some new Pan tonight. Yeah, Nuga Pan. <laughs> um, yeah. Tiffany Stratton lost a match against Fallon Henley. She's going to be her farmhand for a little bit. Um, yeah, silly little gimmick. I'm sure it'll... it was either farmhand or servant if uh, yeah. if Fallon Henley lost. So I- pretty fun. I'm sure it'll uh, garner some fun little social media clips, um, yeah, or those weird little short m- films they do on NXT sometimes.
1: Yes, they uh, do a lot of those, especially men- with uh, especially with that rap group. Uh, what's what are they called? Uh, on the block or something? I forget what they're called, but they're always like playing dice in like some yeah. obviously fake back alley. <laughs> they do a lot of really goofy, campy vignettes mm-hmm. in that on that show,
0: so, or like fishing trips with Braun Breaker. Yes. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh Oba F- Femi uh wins the men's breakout tournament. Um he defeated uh Oliver or something.
1: No, he defeated um uh Chase U guy. Uh Yeah, his name's something Oliver. Oliver.
0: I think his last name's Oliver. It's definitely not. You're definitely <laughs> it, you're definitely wrong there. It's the guy that's dating um or engaged to um Blair Davenport.
1: Ah yes, but on screen they have uh him and Thea Hale as okay. like a item. So,
0: um yeah, awesome. So we also had the main event: uh, Trick Williams defeats Grayson Waller. Oh,
1: by the way, his name
0: is Riley Osborne. So Osborne. I don't know. So I was I mixing Eileen where... and Oliver with the O and Osborne. Oh, All right, man. is that one of your new Japan guys? Yeah, I guess it is yeah, now. It is. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay it's obvious
1: that jordan lacks the wrestling knowledge if it doesn't involve raw or smackdown sorry i had to
0: had to take a little dig at you (laughs) i even watched uh nxt last night so (laughs) wow yeah so anyways that is our wrestle roundup for this week we're gonna go ahead uh we're gonna do our awards our year-end awards but first we're gonna hear a couple words from our friends over at in the marbles with soda and ethan yeah
1: Hey everybody, I'm Soda, and I'm Ethan, and we are In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. We are a NASCAR
0: podcast that talks about the past week's race, and we review the upcoming race for the Trucks, Xfinity, and the Cup Series. Yes, we also host a fun and interactive NASCAR Fantasy Cup Series where participants can win up to $500 in prizes each season. $500 in prizes. Yes, and the best part is, it's completely free to join. No subscription, no Patreon, just pick your driver each week for a chance to win prizes. The participant with the most points at the end of the season wins an actual In the Marbles Fantasy Cup Series Championship trophy. That's right, an actual trophy.
1: So we hope you will join us next time on In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. And before we get out here, you got anything you want to add?
0: As always, peace, love, and all the above.
1: And we'll see you in the marbles.
0: All right, we're back. Go listen to In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Um, Yeah, pretty soon. They're uh, they're uh, what do they call it? The fantasy league will be in that. So <laughs> I we're,
1: like how every week that's all we mentioned because we don't you know. know shit about shit when it yeah. comes to their show. So I don't literally all we know is the fantasy league. So we're like pretty soon. A couple I'm, yeah. I'm going
0: to soon. We're going to do really, that. I'm going to have to really start listening because I got to get some more NASCAR. Or we'll just <laughs> not and be dumbasses for the whole fantasy <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah. Kind of like how Ethan looked during ours. Um, yep. Love you, Ethan. <laughs> I know he listens okay. every week, so i gotta, yeah, got to say, we're not shitting on you, I promise. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, awesome. dude, I, I will have to mention some of the write-ins. Uh, I think he is the suspect
0: for some of these. So. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get into our year-end awards. Um, 2023 is over, and we did a podcast for most of it. So we probably talked about most of the stuff um, that we're about to talk about, Um so we're just going to go down our year-end awards here. We did a poll and people voted, uh, but we're going to talk about our v- votes as well. Um so let's go ahead and get into it. Um do you want to go into it or should I start? Yeah, go ahead and start. All right. The yeah. first the first question was male wrestler of the year. Um do you want to talk about the vote first or do we do we want to go ahead and yeah, talk Yeah, well, about ours? I'll go ahead and talk about the vote.
1: So okay. um there was many options here. There was uh, Will Ospreay, Roman Reigns, MJF, Gunther, and Seth Rollins. Uh, we did have a write-in option. Uh, somebody wrote in Shayna Baszler. Basz, yeah. yeah, they they put Baszler because they spelled it wrong. They meant Shayna Baszler. But <laughs> I wonder who that was. Anyways, there's a couple goofy write-ins that we'll get into. Stupid. But the the winner of this, which was I assume both of our selection for wrestler uh-huh. of the year, it was Gunther. Was okay. the winner.
0: Yeah, was that your selection um that was my selection yes and i mean because he's the just... only other person that got votes was seth rollins and so. i think those would be either of the two that i would vote for so I, i'm all for it um but gunther was my wrestler of the year for sure male okay. wrestler yeah, i absolutely. think that one was fairly easy compared yeah to i mean his championship ring the ic title he's had incredible matches in wwe um yeah, him and then Seth Rollins as well. He's had great reign so far, and he has great matches. But I think Gunther has a better body of work, for sure. Yeah. So cool, and I'm, I'm glad that we're all on um, the same page. I'm sure it's going to change. All right. Well, next we have the female wrestler of the year. How close is that one? Okay, so
1: the options were Rhea Ripley, Becca, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Asuka, Tony Storm. Athena, and then we had one write-in, and that was Emi uh, Sakura, which I've seen on uh, DPW a few times. She's great. That wasn't my vote, though. I voted Rhea Ripley, who was the winner. She yeah. got uh, 69%, which is funny. Um, yes. Becky, Lynch, <laughs> Becky Lynch was the only other female get that got votes. She got 25% of the vote. So. Nice.
0: Um, yeah, Rhea Ripley. E- Did you go I- Rhea Ripley? Absolutely, yeah. She's had an incredible year. So, Rhea Ripley, Female Wrestler of the Year
1: in 2023.
0: Yep. Royal Rumble win. um, Yeah. Champion for, like, ever. Yeah, and one of the hottest acts in WWE. So, pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Up next, we have Tag Team Slash Faction of the Year.
1: Yeah. So, the, this category has a little bit more parody. Um, the <laughs> options were Judgment Day, Bloodline. KO and Sami Zayn, FTR, Aussie Open, Motor City Machine Guns, Damage Control, and then we had one right in, which was the Cosmic Angels. I assume that's a ju- uh, Joshi duo or a mm-hmm. group. Um, not familiar with them. Maybe I will be in the future. Um, I'm looking to uh, expand my Japanese wrestling intake this year. Last year I really just watched New Japan, so this year I'm going to watch a little more Noah, some All Japan, and some uh, a little bit of Joshi. So.
0: We'll see what happens. Yeah, Cosmic Angels is a um pro wrestling stable performing in Japanese professional wrestling stardom. So, I'm okay, not even so gonna... they're
1: starting. See, I don't even I don't even watch stardom because they're uh they only do pay-per-views and they're like 30 yen or 30 US, they which is like 4400 yen. I had translated it earlier today. Yep. Um but since I signed up to uh, Wrestle Universe, I get DDT Noah and uh Tokyo joshu pro for uh free it was only like six dollars a month so nice. for all of that
0: so i was like and hey
1: I'll, I'll check in
0: on it nice. it's interesting that uh one of our listeners is writing in all this uh japanese and we don't talk about it enough so um that's pretty well cool. that's mainly your fault i would love to talk about japanese wrestling more but <laughs> you you are racist and do no, not care
1: about the no. japanese people and you also are racist against aew so yep yeah, that one's true. You're also bigoted and misogynist and everything else. So. Yep. Yeah, you're, you're basically if wrong. you can be it, you're it. Yep, facts. All right, well, um
0: who won this one?
1: Okay, so Judgment Day won this with uh 62%. Um okay. the only other groups getting vote was uh the Bloodline with 12%, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn with 12%, and then of course Cosmic Angels was 6%. Nice. So Well, uh, actually, who- I take that back. Damage Control also got uh 6%. So. Okay. Well, who did you vote for?
0: I voted for the Judgment Day. So did I. I did as well. So makes sense. We're on the same page here. Judgment Day just had a killer year. They're I mean, it's kind of running. We run WWE, is what they say. Uh, specifically Monday Night Raw, but they are the champions of SmackDown as well. So yeah, cool. I like it. All right. Okay. Uh, next, we
1: had Match of the Year. Um, this is probably the most subjective award. Uh, sure. Match of the Year is always going to be different no matter who you talk to. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had Omega versus Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom. uh, Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew at WrestleMania 39. We had Swerve versus Hangman from Full Gear. FTR versus Bullet Club on Collision. Danielson and MJF, the Iron Man at Revolution. Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Dream. And then a write-in option. And we had a ton of write-ins. We had Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sammy at WrestleMania twice oh, we nice. had uh yuna mizumori versus megan bain and may sierra which is a uh stardom match we I had think, uh hmm? i think we know who that was Is the person who was voted yes they, they are obviously <laughs> a big stardom fan um we also had kevin owens and Sami Zayn versus judgment day from payback and Rhea versus charlotte at wrestlemania all with one vote five nice. five write-ins so Thirty-one percent were right ins. That's cool. I like it. Um, what's your pick here? Uh, my pick for um, match of the year was Omega and Osprey at Russell Kingdom Seventeen, which lost. Okay. It got twelve
0: percent of the vote. Okay. Um, I so I planned to watch all of these matches this past weekend. I had a sh- terrible fucking weekend. I didn't watch any of them. Um, <laughs> so I really I was listening to a few podcasts who did year end awards, and I, I I got into my mind, and I'm like. That's probably my match of the year as well. And it's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos at WrestleMania. I think Mm. it just, it it was the combo. Oh, I can't even talk right now. It it was the end of such a big um, storyline. I'm sorry. I'm like having a stroke again Um, with Sami Zayn versus the bloodline. And it, there was just so much um, storyline in there. And I understand that maybe it's not a better in ring match. Necessarily to like an Omega versus Osprey, but that's not what it's all about to me. Um, so I think my match of the year is going to be the Usos and um Sammy and Kevin. When I voted on here, I voted Gunther, sheamus and McIntyre, I believe. But okay, uh, yeah. they won,
1: <laughs> they had 50% of the vote. Okay. Um, and then Swerve and Hangman also had six percent of nice. the vote, hey, and they deserve cool. a little recognition because
0: it was absolutely, great. absolutely, yeah.
1: Cool. I like it. All right. Uh, right. Moving on to OMG moment of the year. The options were uh, Ricochet hitting a shooting star press off the balcony on Raw. I don't even know if anybody remembers that besides me. I just thought it was sick and it was on the top of my head. Mm -hmm. So I put that in here. Um, That was a cool moment. We also had Hangman drinking Swerve's blood at full gear. Wild. Uh, We had Sami Zayn turning on the Roman Reigns at the Rumble and CM Punk. WWE return. We had no write-ins in this oh. option and only two uh of the options in this category were selected. Okay. 31% was uh Zane turning on Roman Reigns at the Rumble and 69% of the vote got CM Punk WWE return and that's the winner.
0: Okay. Um So yeah, and that's I what mean, I voted. Yeah, I voted that as well cuz it was just such a oh my god moment. Like oh, this is fucking happening. And um I would absolutely understand if someone voted for um Zane turns on Rumble cuz that also was such a great OMG moment. And seeing somebody drink blood on wrestling is also an OMG moment. So I think three of those, those yeah. three are all great choices, but uh, yes. I agree with the CM Punk one.
1: Yes. Also. Um So there you go, OMG moment of the year. Moving on, we had the worst moment of the year, so the opposite end of the spectrum. Unless you consider, oh my God, as can be bad also. So (laughs) uh, the options here were brawl in, which got zero percent of the vote. Okay, shocking. The Outcasts AEW run, which got 19 percent of the vote. Uh, Vince McMahon's public legal issues, which is what I voted for, got 31 percent of the vote, and Tony Khan's manic behavior got 44 percent of the vote, and it is the winner. Okay, which I did. I personally disagree with. I think that Vince McMahon's public legal issues were much more of an issue than Tony Khan whining on Twitter, in yeah. my eyes. But I know that a lot of people are WWE mm-hmm. um, centered and they love Vince. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's not a big deal. But uh, yeah. I think that I think that Vince, the Vince thing, was much more of a big story. So this year.
0: I looked at this in a wrestling aspect where Tony Khan's manic behavior. Just felt more like like it just kind of like takes into account more wrestling like actual wrestling. McMahon's public legal issues helped wrestling. I would say <laughs> as, as fucked up as that sounds, um, but I think Brawl in might be the worst moment of the year because it's still fucking talked about. Well, it got zero and, votes. Yeah, which is shocking because I think it helped us get CM Punk and WWE. But other than that. It took CM Punk out of AEW, and yeah, it was just a fucking huge mess, and I think maybe Brawlin should be the winner of this, but yeah, I didn't vote for it when I voted earlier, but I think that's my vote now.
1: Okay. It's also also more of
0: a moment. The the other ones are kind of multiple moments. It's like a big long run, but yeah.
1: I also must mention that there was one write-in from Mr. Uh, Ethan. He wrote, S.A. Rios not televised at all was his worst moment of the year. So,
0: yeah, I can okay. agree. I'm no, just kidding. I don't give a fuck about SA Rios. Um,
1: Anyways, neither do I, and neither should he. Anyways, uh, best <laughs> the, the next award is the uh, best PLE slash pay per view award. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this one is controversial, in my opinion. Okay. So, we, we had one write in here with 6% of the vote. It was All Star Grand Queendom, which is a stardom show. So, again, the stardom person is making their presence felt. I like um, it. It's cool. Also getting a vote was backlash was 6%. Uh All in London only got one vote, 6%. AEW Revolution got zero votes and with 81%, WrestleMania 39 ran away with it. Okay. Which a little insane in my opinion. I feel like All in London should get more consideration. You know, outside of the CM Punk drama, I think that was a huge show and very important. Um mm-hmm. I think AEW Revolution was my favorite like in-ring show. And backlash just for the crowd at year That's yeah. why it was on the ballot. So I think all of these shows have certain things going for them. But I guess mm-hmm. the overall spectacle and grandeur of WrestleMania got yeah. to most people. So
0: yeah, and that's why I picked WrestleMania 39. And I didn't I, expect it to be this much of a landslide though. Sure. Yeah. But I also, there's not that many votes. And I guess more people like WWE and I, I don't think that's a huge problem, but I think if we had more uh people voting, you would see a much more of a divide. But it's probably yeah. just the the crop of people that are voting. We have one Josie guy and then a bunch of WWE, WWE fans, okay. <laughs> but yeah, seems I, be
1: it seems to be how it goes.
0: I agree with the WrestleMania 39. It's just it was two two days, and I think two pretty great cards. There was definitely some matches that were eh, but I think altogether, I think it was a really really great show. So I, I agree with WrestleMania 39. Yes. Um, okay, so moving on, the next award is the Breakout
1: Star of the Year award, mm-hmm. and this is probably our most widely uh contested award nice and we've actually we've actually got a tie here so uh fun what i'm going to do after i go through the categories is i'm going to flip a coin on google and that will be the winner um (laughs) so i'm not sure what else to do and i think both people are deserving so anyways let's get into it we had three write-ins jay uso got a vote which is very deserving probably should have been on the ballot i did not include him unfortunately um Chi Koichikawa, which I'm assuming is a Joshi wrestler, got a vote. Uh, Tony Storm also got a vote, which is – That makes uh, a lot of sense. That's That's a good write-in. Yeah. Um, Now moving on to the actual ballot. Julia Hart got zero votes. Trick Williams got 12%. Um, Swerve Strickland got 6%, which was my personal vote. Mm -hmm. And then tied with 31%, both Dominic Mysterio and L.A.
0: Knight. Okay. Um I I understand where people were coming with Dominic Mysterio but to me Dominic Mysterio really started breaking out at the end of last year like with the whole getting uh arrested thing um the excondom L- thing yeah, yeah I think LA Knight it, w- it makes more Could sense did you here. vote? I voted I think I voted for LA Knight Mhm um, it, which I I think La Knight has had a great year. I mean, he went from Max Dupree to being a main eventer at a Saudi Arabia show against Roman Reigns. Pretty incredible. Sure. Uh, he's kind of he's kind of a meme now. Like you see people saying "Yeah," uh, who aren't even wrestling fans. I think that's awesome. But I think another huge one that was a write-in: uh, Tony Storm. She went from the outcast, which happened really quickly. She turned into timeless Tony storm. And that character is one of the most over things in wrestling right now. So I think that's okay.
1: The okay. The reason why, and I'm going to kind of, let you in on something. The reason why she's not on this particular ballot for this category uh-huh. is because she's a big component of a later category. Okay. And yeah. I don't, I think she had already broke out as a good wrestler, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I but- think that she's more qualified for a different category. So yeah. we'll, we'll get into that later. So table
0: yeah. the Tony Storm discussion for now. Sure. But yeah, I think LA Knight takes this one, but also Swerve Strickland's a really good choice. I just, you know, I don't watch as much AEW, uh, so to me, I picked LA Knight. Seems like the rest of our audience base
1: also does not. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Anyways, (laughs) so LA Knight and Dominic are tied here, so we're going to go ahead and flip a coin on Google, and you're just going to have to listen to what I say, because I respect my Google. I respect the the coin. So, So Dominic Mysterio will represent heads, and LA Knight will represent tails. And the 2023 Breakout Star of the Year is its heads it's dominic mysterio all right i I accept it that's fine you know (laughs) he he obviously had a great year and he's much more popular and more um more highly thought of in the wrestling landscape mm -hmm. this year than he was yeah for sure so i i don't hate
0: it so i don't either okay Um, moving on
1: Okay, yeah,
0: this, th- this next one is a little strange. Um, with the uh, people, oh, yes, um, we have comeback wrestler of the year, yes. Um, so yeah, you want to go ahead into the nominees, yeah?
1: So w- we had one write in, uh, somebody put De- uh, CM Punk's WWE comeback, okay? Well, uh, so that got that got six percent. Um, but for the actual categories, so we have R Truth who came back from injury, um, recently this year, we had Kyrie Sane. Who, uh, not only was like injured and came back to uh, Joshi wrestling, but also came back to WWE. Mm-hmm. We also had Josh Alexander who came back from major injury. I forget exactly what it was, and also Randy Orton who came back from major injury. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you wanna do you wanna hear who won? Yeah, who won? Okay, so our truth got twelve percent, along with Josh Alexander who also got twelve percent. Randy Orton got thirty one percent, and your
0: winner was Kyrie Sane with thirty eight percent of the vote. Yeah, that makes sense because Kyrie Sane has yeah. been back for the longest in WWE, back yes uh, longer than Orton r Truth. Um, and she's also been having matches, and Randy Orton has had a, a couple matches, and so does r Truth now. But Kyrie Sane's actually been uh, back for a couple months, so for me, it was I picked Kyrie Sane. But yeah, I I don't hate that people picked anyone else. Yeah, what did you vote? Kyrie sane nice
1: i uh i think i voted I'm trying to remember i think i might have voted josh alexander i'm not sure okay uh but anyways uh Kyrie sane is your winner for 2023 comeback wrestler of the year so nice all right moving on to a another subjective award it's the indie promotion of the year um Everybody has their favorite indie, let's get into it. So, we only had one write-in here, which was surprising to me. So, I guess I kind of got the all the big indie promotions in the category section. The only mm-hmm. write-in was uh, Reality of Wrestling, which is Booker T's promotion for yeah. okay. school, which is which is cool. Um with 12% of the vote, West Coast Pro also getting 12% of the vote, DPW, my personal favorite and also mm-hmm. the one I voted for. I'm glad that another person agrees um with 19 percent prestige wrestling and with 50 percent of the vote which i assume this would be the winner because it was the most mainstream indie it's gcw yeah game changer. so which yes. i don't think they had as good of a year this last year as they did in 2022 mm-hmm. but that's just me being subjective um they still had a good year so
0: yeah I, I voted for GCW because it's the one I know the most of, and I've seen the sure you see the most viral stuff happen from them. And I mean, that's probably not the best way to garner, but that's the best way I, I could think. Do
1: it. I think what I've learned here <laughs> is Jordan
0: needs to watch more indie wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It's just I need to nice, nice. watch more wrestling that isn't WWE,
1: but we'll see. We have uh, a we have a podcast that's about pro wrestling, and Jordan yep. watches sports entertainment instead. It's true, anyways. <laughs> the, the next award is the best championship reign of 2023. I bet this is a landslide. Okay, so what is going on? My phone's bugging. Write that down. Dude, my phone is bugging, and there are, there's also a domestic dispute outside in the street.
0: Oh, I, I don't hear a that. Man is,
1: <laughs> a man is yelling at his wife. So. Oh, shit. Keeping it in. Keeping it in. Right? Anyways, so... <laughs> Best championship reign of 2023. The options were MJF, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Gunther. Uh, we had no write-ins here, no votes for MJF, no votes for Roman Reigns. Wow. And with 19% Seth Rollins, and your winner with 81% is Gunther. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Gunther and Seth Rollins, the only ones getting votes. So Roman Reigns, I guess, just wasn't on TV enough for people, and the face MJF run just didn't do enough for people. So I agree. Yeah. Good fair, definitely. It's Absolutely.
0: Mis- <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. Moving on to uh feud of the year. This is another very subjective one. And we had a lot of uh we had a lot of different choices here and one write in. The one right in was Unimizumori M- versus God's Eye, which I assume is a Joshi uh, feud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then uh we had uh Page versus Swerve getting zero percent of the vote. Cody versus Lesnar got nineteen percent of the vote. It was a good. Feeling. Balor, yes. Balor versus Rollins got zero percent. LWO versus Judgment Day got six percent. Uh, Omega and Osprey got six percent. Gunther and Gable got twelve percent. Hmm. Gunther versus Miz didn't get a vote. Trish versus Becky got six percent. And running away with it with forty four percent. Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline with forty four percent. I think I said that. Yep. So, Sami and Bloodline. Makes yeah, sense. absolutely.
0: It was a huge storyline, maybe one of the best in WWE. People say history, but definitely the last maybe 20 years is incredible, incredible um, storyline. And it, I mean, I think the amount that went into it before the feud actually started with Sammy versus the bloodline with Sammy in the bloodline really added to it. Um, it's great stuff. <laughs> and I agree with that 100%. Yep. Uh, moving on, the next award is the best non-wrestler
1: of 2023. Mm-hmm. the uh we had no write-ins so the options were don callis adam pierce prince nana and paul Heyman. don callis did not receive a vote Good. prince nana got six percent uh adam pierce got 31 percent and nice. your winner paul Heyman, with 62 percent nice um okay. obviously yeah. nick Aldis will be on the ballot next year i assume
0: yeah for sure i i love adam pierce and i think i voted for adam pierce Uh i think he's great i um yeah, uh, I voted but...
1: for Prince Nana because I think he's really become a big part of Swerve getting over. Yeah, this and last he's been year. great too. Yeah, and I, I feel like... like Paul Heyman. I I have kind of voters fatigue with Paul Heyman, where I feel like he's been on top as like the main
0: manager in the business yeah. for a long time, and I kind of just wanted to vote for somebody different. Yeah, so. I think those three are great choices. I cannot stand Don Callis, and I, that I might personally.
1: Be... I personally like Don Callis' family,
0: uh-huh. um, but I feel like they've also.
1: Uh, they've underutilized, but also when they utilize his group, they, I don't know. It appears goofy a lot of times. Absolutely. Well, hopefully that changes in 2024. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, Paul Heyman, biggest free agent. Yes. Paul Heyman is the winner of the award. Moving on to the biggest free agent signing of 2023. No write-ins were uh, um, selected here. We had uh, the options. Will Ospreay to AEW. Jay White to AEW, both got 0%. Oh, sure. uh, Jade Cargill to WWE got 19%, which is hilarious because she hasn't even wrestled yet. So I don't understand how Jay White to AEW didn't get votes when he's mm-hmm. been a focus a focal part of the show for quite a bit of this year. And Jade Cargill got three, and she hasn't even wrestled. So yeah. got to love it. Also, by a landslide, somebody else that technically hasn't wrestled on TV for WWE. Well, it's you not know?
0: The the award isn't who's had the best matches. Coming. I
1: know, and 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 this is me just <laughs> being salty because people that, uh, so I, <clears throat> sorry about that, people that signed to other uh, promotions didn't get any votes, and and, yeah. and it really it, it's unfortunate mainly because these people haven't even wrestled yet. Sure. So I get it that they're big names and it's a big deal that they went to WWE, mm-hmm. and I agree they should have got votes. And I understand why they did, but I don't agree with nobody else getting any votes. Yeah. No. I, I do. And I, and I, I, I think I did vote CM Punk to WWE because yeah, of how I, massive it
0: is. Yeah, but. I absolutely agree with nobody else getting votes because I think CM Punk probably should have had all the votes because of how insane it was that he's back in WWE. Um, but also sure. Jade Cargill I, I just think I just think Jade Cargill. To WWE, getting votes over the other ones kind
1: of yeah. makes no sense to me.
0: I think, to me, Will Ospreay is like a nothing story because he was already in AEW working a lot. And then he signs. To me, that's yeah, like, oh, it's like the... He's worked like two matches. I don't know, matches but he's, he's, he's there enough to me. And so is Jay White, I believe. He wrestled there a good amount, too. And it's just like, eh. Is that really that big of a fucking signing? If I think that's just I think that's just your opinion on AEW. Maybe, in general. but yeah. CM Punk's yeah. def- the definitely the winner here. It's the biggest free no. agent signing. No, I
1: agree. Yeah. Okay. Now moving on to the biggest award in my opinion for our personal <laughs> podcast, it's the best gimmick of twenty twenty three, and we had uh, two write ins here, but they were the same exact write in. Okay. It was the uh, the tribal chief, mm. so it got twelve percent. Interesting that makes sense. Nice. Um, um
0: got yeah. something? No. Uh, I think Tribal Chiefs probably a good write in, though.
1: I I don't agree with that this year. No,
0: I because I do.
1: he's he's had the same gimmick for years now, and I think this is the best gimmick of 2023. So it needs yeah. to be somebody that's I mean, I understand. I, I I don't mean I'm not trying to dog on the people that did write him in, but I, I don't think that he, he necessarily was the best gimmick of 2023 it's a great gimmick Mm -hmm. and in the history of pro wrestling it'll go down as one of the best but this year specifically eh, you know he hasn't had the best best year as far as character like outside of like the build from rumble to wrestlemania since then he's
0: done next to nothing interesting yeah, I would say, but his character, like, oh, the tribal combat stuff and all that. Well, that was SummerSlam. So, yeah, but I also I had a lot of problems with with that at that time. Yeah. So, all right. Well, how that, that's, the it's
1: go? it's all personal. Yeah. Um, so, badass Braun Breaker, NXT's new heel, Braun Breaker, got zero percent of the vote. Mm-hmm. The Patriarch Christian Cage got twelve percent of the vote. Oh wow! Shinsuke Nakamura got thirty-one percent of the vote, and your winner. And rightfully so, timeless Tony Storm with forty-four percent of the vote. So that's why I told you to table the Tony Storm talk because yeah. I think this was the this was the category to vote for Tony Storm.
0: I agree, but um, I I still do think she uh, it was a breakout he year did, for he her. She did have a really good year, and she did yeah. kind of break
1: out compared to what she was doing. And she really turned it around because the the first part of the year was terrible for her. It was not timeless. It was terrible um, being an outcast. So yeah
0: shit um yeah i think i voted for timeless tony storm as well so i I, I think that it's kind of crazy i barely watch AEW, but i agree that her gimmick has been incredible since she started doing that and honestly that's what the last couple months it's kind of a newer gimmick um so yeah it's just it's been great it's been uh fresh air and it's been one of the top acts in wrestling the last couple months i'm surprised shinsuke got as many votes because i i i see a lot
1: of back and forth same with uh christian cage they both i see both sides on twitter a lot some people love them some people hate the characters sure. of both shinsuke and christian so kind of interesting i, that, that I like them both some, i do too i i really enjoy both of their characters yeah, awesome. um cool so yeah well,
0: what, what do you think of the uh first edition of the stolen gimmick awards no oh, i like it i i'm excited that we had some votes in there and i'm excited that people wrote in stuff that we didn't even think about and i think that's cool. absolutely um and i appreciate everyone who voted Thank you. Yes. We value every vote. Every vote means that you
1: care and that you listen. And well, you don't have to listen to vote, but it means that you at least pay attention to, to wrestling and that's all we care about. So um, I'm, I'm I'm glad that we got some response and something to talk about here and that we, yeah. we were able to do this.
0: So it was awesome. fun. Congratulations to the winners. I'm sure you guys care so much. I'm sure you're listening. Um, yeah. We don't yeah. have graphics or physical awards to give you. But
1: um, Timeless Tony Storm, if you are listening, congratulations. Yep. CM
0: Punk, if you are listening, congratulations. (laughs) Anyways, so So on and so forth. Congrats to everybody. Sweet. All right. Well, that's uh, the end of the year, technically, for um, Stolen Gimmicks. And yeah. Um, even though it's it we're in the new year now, but yeah, we'll be back next week for more stolen gimmicks. But uh first go listen to our podcasting friends. We got the fully opposable wrestling figure podcast, talking wrestling figures. We got in the marbles of Soda and Ethan talking NASCAR. We got Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin talking everything, and then the Three Brews podcast. Uh they talk about beer wrestling and everything else. Um so yeah, go check out those shows. We really appreciate all of their support as well. Uh so yeah, anything else to before we end the show? Um, It was nice to do
1: our first podcast in a year. Sorry, I had to. Um, (laughs) Anyways, uh, I I think next week's show will be a lot of fun. We'll talk uh, New Year's Revolution, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, whatever AEW has done tonight, Um, some other things maybe. We'll we'll see what happens, but I'm excited for next week's show. Um, Hopefully you check out a little bit of Wrestle Kingdom because it's something different than what you usually watch, and I think you'd enjoy it yeah we'll see we'll have to i'll have to check out we'll, some stuff we'll see is also yeah. code word for not happening. oh i have to
0: <laughs> i have to watch tiktok and and go to work late um, yep. yeah yeah so yeah awesome well thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of stolen gimmicks and come back next week for more stolen gimmicks
1: bye well, i will sit right here and
0: my time. As long as it takes to get what's rightfully mine